This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network with a look at markets. I'm Randy Conan. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says traders were squaring positions going into the weekend. I think really uh, it's back to home base. I think the fear is what can happen in the Middle East, what can happen with the uh, Black Sea. So a uh, little bit of profit taking after a push up. Good technical closes, you know, going into Friday on corn, soybeans, wheat, and uh, but couldn't hold it here on some profit-taking. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says the grains were trying to keep seasonal tendencies in place. Seasonally, um, the market is really trying to do what it typically does, and that's find this harvest low and kind of build out of it. And it was just such a slow grind for so long, and we needed someone to take that that center stage and it feels like maybe soybeans are willing to do that we got through $13 overnight with some force now we're back at $13 so this is going to be the big question is what is $13 and $5 for December corn to the market what we've seen so far is it brings out some sellers so this is something we're going to watch but there are some dry concerns in Brazil Soybean market continued to lead the grains this week. Corn Belt Marketing market analyst Seb Hudson says demand also appears to be picking up a bit. You know, we've got to see a, a, a big push in demand up until recently. We finally sold some to China, and if that trend continues, it would be something to keep an eye on. But stocks to usage here in wheat are, are, are the most adequate of the three uh, you know, Board of Trade commodities that we're talking about here. And, uh, you know, we're, we're wrapping up, a, again, a harvest that uh, I don't think you can put much change in on the supply side, and we're going to continue to see demand headlines and, and the pace of that into the end of the year probably steer the ship. The markets uh, kind of chop back and forth most of the week. Total Farm Marketing market analyst Naomi Bloom says that's a factor of it being pretty much a quiet news week. We started off with a bang. Markets were higher in that mid-morning here. We're seeing a pullback. Uh, a couple things to point out. You know, still overall corn, beans, and wheat in a very, very slow, cautious uptrend. Seasonally, this is the time of year that we find that harvest low We've had some, you know, real decent export numbers and news for corn and, and soybeans overall in the past few weeks, so that's supportive. We had really good ethanol information today, so that was supportive on that weekly report. But, you know, we just don't have that big bullish news to get the market through some of these big resistance areas. Abbott Futures President Roy Abbott said the meat markets don't act well, especially that lean hog market. I think it's primarily uh, a lack of good, strong demand in the export market, competition from other producers. So I'm afraid that this hog market uh, is in a pretty strong downtrend. I thought it would hold better than it has. So I'm looking for the hog market to lose uh, probably 3 $4 more from where we are right now. Uh, cattle the same way. They just cannot hold rallies anymore. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzlo said traders were unwinding spreads going into the weekend. And along with positioning ahead of the cattle on feed report, Zuzlo thinks we are also seeing spread unwinding by the funds. Another thing going on here that we've had for the most part of the 2023 and even as we closed out 2022, a buy protein, sell grain type market mindset by the investment class and by big traders, I think. And now I think we're starting to unwind that. So that could be a precarious situation for the cattle market, especially uh, given the fact that we are heading into uh, some of the key areas and price levels that we formerly made highs in back in 2014, 2015. And that's a look at markets. This Week in Agriculture, I'm Randy Conan. 
Every livestock farmer knows they can't control the weather. Recent growing seasons have shown rain can be hard to come by at times. Now you can add protection with a pasture rangeland forage policy through Egg Country Farm Credit Services. PRF policies help protect you against future yield losses caused by a lack of rain. Better yet, they're customizable and can cover hay and pasture acres. To learn about a PRF policy, contact your local Egg Country office today. Keep up to date on this year's harvest right here on the Red River Farm Network. Listen to Harvest Hotline Monday through Friday at 1237 on most of these Red River Farm Network stations. Harvest Hotline is sponsored by Ag Country Farm Credit Services, Amity Technology, and the North Dakota Mill. We'll talk with custom combiners, elevator managers, agronomists, and farmers about harvest progress, yields, and quality. It's Harvest Hotline, a daily feature on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at farm news this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Ohio Representative Jim Jordan has once again failed to capture the House Speaker's seat during a third round of voting. James Callan Associates founder and CEO James Callan says Jordan is actually losing support. Mr. Jordan indeed uh, was unsuccessful on the third attempt. Uh, to become speaker. In fact, he dropped in support. He was at 194 votes in the vote that was completed about 45 minutes ago. On his second attempt, he was at 199. On his first attempt, he was at 200. So he's losing support. And the House Republican Conference will be meeting to talk about what happens next. And all eyes will be on Congressman Jordan. Will he ask for another vote or will he step aside? Callan says whoever the next speaker will be, they already have a full plate to address when elected. Unless there's some sort of grand compromise, which I don't see happening in any immediate sense right now, but the implications are significant because you got the continuing resolution that's funding the government right now until I think November 17th. That has, has to be dealt with. You got issues relating to Israel, and Ukraine, whether there's going to be additional money provided to them in their in their wars. And so that has to be acted upon, too. That's those are tall orders of business right now and significant on the world stage. Um, so the Congress needs to decide uh, who its leader is going to be in the House and how it's going to proceed on those fronts. And the House is unable to conduct its business, including work on the Farm Bill, until it fills this leadership post. It's now been over two weeks since this chaos began on Capitol Hill. Israel is preparing for the next phase of the war with Hamas, which is expecting to include a major ground offensive. The Red River Farm Network asked Martinson Egg Risk Management President Randy Martinson about this conflict and the impact on egg. You know, the biggest one will be crude, but the other one will be wheat. I mean, uh, this region that, that's being impacted by this uh, new war is a huge consumer of wheat, and they import a lot of wheat into this region. So I think it might force some of the users or end users to come in and buy and try to get their supplies met just in case, because if this keeps escalating, it's going to be trouble to get uh, product into the region. So I think they're going to look at trying to get some needs covered ahead of time. Egypt was in buying all, you know, this week already to try to get some, some supply brought in. So I think we're going to continue to see that move forward. The biggest concern for egg would be if the war escalates outside of the Israel-Palestine area. According to Stonex fertilizer expert Josh Linville, over 50% of global urea exports come from the Middle East-North African area. 
The U.S. Supreme Court has delivered a victory for animal rights groups and other activists by refusing to hear a case dealing with the so-called A-Gag laws. The People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals challenged North Carolina's law that prevented companies from suing employees who made undercover video and audio recordings. Washburn University agricultural law professor Roger McOwen says the courts have focused on the issue of free speech. That law actually was enacted back in 2015 in response to a long-standing dispute between ABC News and the grocery chain Food Lion dating back into the 1990s. Um, at that time, PETA and other food safety and animal welfare groups challenged the law uh, that arose out of that, the 2015 law, arguing that it violated the First Amendment, went to the eventually went to the Fourth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals, and they agreed with uh, PETA uh, that the law was unconstitutional when when it was applied to their efforts to gather news. And that's a look at farm news this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. While the rest of the world is still asleep, the local cafe is coming to life. The coffee's on, the rolls are in the oven, and the regulars are coming in to claim their tables, just like clockwork. Everyone knows that you best be on time or risk paying the price. Even Jack from Choice Bank down the street. All right, all right. Coffee's on me. When it comes to choosing a banker, find someone you'd want to grab a coffee with. Choice Bank, top North Dakota ag bank for 10 years running. National Co-op Month is celebrated during the month of October. With the theme, Co-ops Build Economic Power, this is the time to recognize cooperative businesses as an effective way to build an economy that benefits everyone. At the time when the corporate world is scrambling to find an identity outside of maximizing shareholder value, cooperatives are a proven and trusted way to do business. This October's Co-op Month message is sponsored by the North Dakota Farmers Union and Associated Milk Producers Incorporated and its Dinner Bell Creamery. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Randy Conan, National Weather Service, Aberdeen-based meteorologist. Carrie Flegel says the weekend weather doesn't look too bad for the upper Midwest. The good news is uh, temperatures, even with that cold air coming in, temperatures are going to be near to even slightly above average for this time of year for the entire weekend. So most folks can expect highs uh, Saturday and Sunday in the uh, in the 50s and 60s. In fact, uh, weather looks dry for the next several days across the region, um, specifically for um, southern Dakotas, uh, so southern part of North Dakota, all of South Dakota, and western Minnesota. We actually have dry weather all the way through Sunday, and really not much to speak of after that until later on next week. Innovus Agra owner Brett Elke says the corn crop is variable across the region. Corn, I think uh, we've got decent carry, and uh, I think we need to watch basis on that. I think depending on the area you're in, we're going to have areas in North Dakota that have a record corn crop. Uh, we've got, I think, considerably more areas in Minnesota that uh, we're going to have more highly variable yields. Uh, I've been getting texts from farmers where they're getting well over 200 bushels per acre and farmers that are getting less than 150. At Griglove, Minnesota, Todd Stanley's harvest season has been moving right along. Most of the crops are ahead of schedule. Well, dry weather always makes harvest easy. Tillage is easy. The ditching is easy. So it's kind of a nice uh, nice harvest, I guess. We'd, we'd have to say it's one of the nicer ones. Wheat harvest and grass seed harvest, 
understand canola harvest was ahead of schedule. Uh, soybean harvest was probably normal timing. Corn is way ahead, of course, because we normally are waiting waiting for it to dry down. Planting progress in South America remains slow. Agricultural consultant Corey Melby says getting the soybeans planted in the double crop areas has been a bit of a dilemma. Uh, we've seen this movie before. Uh, much like 2015, 2016, when the bulk of the soy crop gets planted, let's just say the last two weeks of October, you know, where they wrap up late, that pushes the planting of second crop, you know, in into late February, early March. And if it is a true El Nino year, the rains tend to shut off in April. And Melby says that makes El Nino much more of a factor for the corn than for the soybeans. El Nino year is not so much a soybean issue. It's how much corn gets planted and how much rain it gets. And given that corn prices are only, let's call it $3 a bushel in Mato Grosso for new crop, there's not much incentive to plant corn for 2024. So it's a double-edged sword. It's corn doesn't cash flow for 2024, and then weather is going to be the X factor. Well, gosh, is it worth the risk to even try? So we're going to see a, a pullback in corn area and corn volume, definitely, for Brazil for 2024. According to the latest report from the United Nations Food and Ag Organization, El Nino will last through the first half of 2024. El Nino generally associated with wet conditions in South America. The northern United States typically has a warmer, drier winter during an El Nino phenomenon. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. The one thing between you and a bag of America's number one soybean brand, the single tear strip that takes less than a second to open. That's how close you are to the best agronomic performance a soybean seed has ever achieved, whose number one status makes you rethink everything you thought you knew about yield potential. Go ahead. Have at it. Pioneer brand A-Series soybeans. Number one for a reason. Visit pioneer.com performance. Listen to The Dry Bean Scene every Friday on the Red River Farm Network. Brought to you by the North Harvest Bean Growers Association, Johnstown Bean Company, Baristo Herbicide from BASF, SRS Commodities, and Heads Up Plant Protectants. We'll track this year's crop potential across the country and get industry perspectives on possible market impacts. It's the dry bean scene, every Friday at 1235 on the Red River Farm Network.